Welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger and I'm your host. This is the podcast where we offer different opinions on super popular books. Now over kind of summer months of 2022, we're delving into some book Bits episodes. Today, I'm going to talk about five of the longest held library books, books that were returned a hundred or more years later. This is the perfect opportunity for every time we've had a late library book we will end up feeling so much better about ourselves. <laughs> that, that's what I think. I've mentioned library books and, and fines and the fact that most libraries, many libraries have stopped offering up fines. So we're starting to see so many people return books and the New York Public Library is noticing this. And, and so we've got, I'm going to kind of highlight five of these that are ex- were extraordinarily late. And it's kind of fun because the first one happens to be our first president. Yes, George Washington. So we're, we're going to have some fun on this episode. Now, on to the show. Right, guys, now we're going to jump in and have a little bit of fun with these overdue library books. So I have brought up this topic before and talked just briefly about the Guinness World Record for the most overdue library book. That one was one that was returned to the Sydney Sussex College, and it was borrowed in 1668 and returned 288 years later. That's your our Guinness record. The first one I'm delving into does not have that record, but it's not bad. This is George Washington's 221 year overdue library book. That's pretty respectable, right? <laughs> the headlines, I'm going to include links, of course, in the show notes. There was one headline that said, the first president never lied, but he also didn't return his library books. I guess he and I have something in common. And I've even found a timeline about his library book. This is, this is brilliant. Here's what he borrowed. He borrowed The Law of Nations by Emmerich de Vital. It was loaned from the New York Society Library in New York City. So the story goes that five months into his first presidential term, George Washington borrowed this legal manifesto from the historic, as I said, New York Society Library. And for the next 221 years, it was stowed away at his Virginia home. And apparently officials wondered if they'd ever see it again. So I have the timeline October 5th, 1789, five months after George Washington takes the oath of office at Federal Hall on Wall Street, our new president checks out two books from the New York Society Library. The library was located at this time at the same building as the president's office in what was then the nation's capital. In a ledger next to the names of the books, 
The Law of Nations by Emmerich de Vital in Volume 12 of the Commons Debates Containing Transcripts from Britain's House of Commons, the librarian writes, President. <laughs> so that was that was how it was denoted that the president had checked those out. Then November 2nd, 1789. Okay, I said he took it out October 5th, you know, just less than one month later. The books are due. No sign of Washington fines begin accruing. Now we have a little more of a time jump. April 1792, librarians retire the leather-bound ledger where Washington's loan was recorded, and they start a new one. They used to keep track, right, of these things in little ledgers, and they retire that when they start a new one. At some point, the 18-pound record book covering 1789 to 1792 goes missing. Now we jump our timeline to December 14th. 1799, George Washington dies at his estate, Mount Vernon. Now we're jumping way ahead to 1934. The missing ledger is found in a pile of trash in the basement of the library's fourth home. This is at 109 University Place in Manhattan. The library can find no evidence that Washington's books were returned. We're jumping to April 16th, 2010. Archivist Matthew Hogan stumbles upon the New York Society Library's long-lost 14-volume collection of the Commons Debates, Volume 12. The one checked out by Washington is missing, confirming the staff's secretly held suspicion that Washington never returned the books. The fine at this time, you guys, adjusted for inflation, is $300,000. The head librarian at this time was quoted saying, we're not actively pursuing the overdue fines, but we would be very happy if we were able to get the books back. One month later, that was August 16th, 2010, May 20th, 2010, Mount Vernon staff returns a copy of the Law of Nations to the New York Society Library. After hearing of the missing books, employees at Washington's estate were unable to locate either of them, but they found an identical Law of Nations online for about $12,000, quite a bit cheaper than what the fines would have been. And they wrote, we express our gratitude for your patience and for your generosity in erasing the considerable funds that were probably owed by George Washington. This was written by James Reese, executive director of Washington's Mount Vernon estate. Then he added, he did not do his public duty. Nevertheless, the library has absolved Washington and his representatives of all fines. It took 221 years and it was not the exact same copy. They did locate a copy and it has been returned. That's a fun one, you guys. I like that one. So here is number two. Number two, and, and this is this is overdue a pretty good amount. This is the ancient history of the Egyptians, Carthagians, Assyrians, Babylonians, Medes, and Persians, Macedonians, and Grecians. Volume two by Charles Rowland. My apologies if I mispronounced any of that title. Quite a lengthy title. And it was loaned from the Grace Doherty Library in Danville, Kentucky. 
it was 150 years approximately overdue. So in 2013, this, and it's described as a tome, and I bet it's a very thick book, you guys. It just sounds like it. Was discovered at a neighboring school for the deaf, where it had presumably been stored since 1854, as evidenced by a note written inside dating to that year. The library doesn't have the records back from this period. It's hard to tell how long it was gone, but that librarian is guessing it had been out of the library for about 150 years. That's a good amount of time, right? And our third overdue book is a pretty respectable 110 years late from the Boise Public Library in Boise, Idaho. In 1911, a copy of Kate Douglas Wiggins' New Chronicles of Rebecca went out, but it never was returned until, this is more recent, until 2021, when it turned up at Garden City Public Library. The book's inserts showed it belonged to a branch of the Boise Public Library that is no longer open. That branch has closed. Garden City returned it to Boise Central Branch. Uh, apparently, this one is really mysterious. There's no patron information. But according to, to a story that I found, and I'll again include this one in the show notes as well, the return book was in excellent condition and well-maintained. So... You know, the, that, that's a plus, right? That's always exciting. Our fourth one is, this one is 122 years overdue. Still a, still a good amount. This is the, one of, this is the Insectivorous Plants by Charles Darwin. Loaned from the Camden School of Arts Lending Library in Sydney, Australia. Apparently, a copy of this book, which is about bug-eating flora, was borrowed in 1889, and it was finally returned July 22nd, 2011. All right, now we have one that was overdue for 99 years. The name of this one is Facts I Ought to Know About the Government of My Country, and it was written by William H. Bartlett. This one, apparently Stanley Dudek of Mansfield, Massachusetts, claimed that his mother, a Polish immigrant, decided to brush up on American politics by borrowing this book from the New Bedford Library in 1910. For a person who was becoming a citizen, it was the perfect book for her. And then it was returned, as we said, a, a very, very long time later. And as I had mentioned, as I was looking at stories and just all sorts of insight about so many libraries getting rid of their late fee policy, the New York Public library just in the last year had removed their late fee policy and they are saying they have gotten tens of thousands of books that have been returned not too many that are you know 
200 years old, but they say they're seeing ones from, you know, due date of 1959, 1976. I was looking up on this. I mean, they have gotten a lot. This story I'll include in the show notes said since the policy launched, more than 21,000 overdue or lost items have been returned in Manhattan, Staten Island, and the Bronx. And more than 51,000 have been returned to branches in Brooklyn. So there we go. Most importantly, people are coming back to the library and so are the books. For those of us, when we have our late library books, we should not hesitate to return them because they will be welcomed with open arms, right? And and we don't have to feel so guilty about returning our, our late library books. This has been a lot of fun. I love kind of looking up these, some of these numbers and, and things like this. As always, I really appreciate you guys for listening to the show. We're going to be kind of finishing up some book bits here in the next week or so, and then I'll go on a summer break and come back in the fall with more Everyone Loved It But Me books. And we've got some really, really popular ones coming up. So if you ever have that super popular Everyone Loved It But Me book you'd like to see me discuss on the show, please reach out to me on my website, www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. And you, I always appreciate it when you follow me on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that information is available on my website. And certainly tell your friends and relatives and neighbors about my show. Again, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today. (laughs) 